This is Josh Trent. This is the Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. This is a very special solo cast. It's something I've been ruminating on for a long time. I want to know if you can relate. Do you ever feel like there's a tyrant inside of your mind? A tyrant who bullies you, talks down to you, it makes you feel like shit. If so, let me know in the comments, what is your biggest narrative when it comes to the tyrant inside of you? Today, I'm gonna give you some big tools, some big rocks that I'll break down with mindfulness and with care so that by the end of this podcast, you're gonna leave with less created self-stress so you can show up for life more powerful, less controllable, and somebody who embodies more courage and more peace. Let's start here. We have narratives in our mind. We always have these narratives that either guide us towards love or guide us towards hate. Now, the reason is, is because we're half beast, half spirit. We're a biological being, but we're also a spirit inside that being having a spiritual experience. So inside of our brain, there is a default mode network. I'm gonna share with you how conscious breath awareness can actually turn down the volume of your default mode network. And I'm gonna tell you what the default mode network actually is and why it's so important to your emotional intelligence and your peace. I'll give you another big tool that's called Emotional Intelligence Squared. This is something that I've been working on for an upcoming book. We'll talk about CCI, which is Curious, Compassionate, Inquiry, and why these are the ways that all of us can get down to what I call the lens of the kaleidoscope, the kaleidoscope that's connected to our head, our heart, and our soul, so we can make great decisions and not just be in our head all the time. Let me know if you can relate to this. You ever find yourself in your head and it's been days or weeks or maybe a month or more? I'll talk about how to get out of the mind and into the body so you can make decisions from this alignment of the kaleidoscope. And lastly, we'll talk about the five sides of the wellness pentagon, something we've been going into depth on for wellness and wisdom, but it's the mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial ways that we all nourish ourselves so we can show up in life with more peace, and with more courage and be less controllable, especially what's going on for the war for our minds and our souls on social media. So let's dig in. If you're the kind of person who has the narrative in your mind that sometimes makes you feel like garbage, take a deep breath through your nose, feel your belly, let it go through your mouth. Let's begin. The default mode network is a structure in the brain that is the prefrontal cortex, the posterior cingulate, and the amygdala. Now, these are three big ancient structures. There's many more inside of the default mode network. But the key that we have to understand about the default mode network is it's most active when we're at rest. Now, why is that? If the default mode network, which is essentially the thing that's scanning for danger, the thing that remembers when you've been through pain, when you've been hurt, or back in the day, if you were a cave person being chased by a tiger, it's probably a good thing to know. So I'm not here to demonize any structure of the brain or any structure of biology. What I'm saying is we have to be aware that these ancient structures don't necessarily apply anymore like they used to. So when we get this activation of the default mode network, it puts us in what's called a fight or flight state. It pulls us out of the present moment. It makes our respiration decrease. It makes our heart rate increase and it makes our stress hormones increase. We have structures near our kidneys called adrenal glands, which release cortisol. This is exactly what happens when we are in two places. One is anxiety, which is fear of the future, fear of not being able to handle it, not being enough. Or one is depression, rumination of the past, beating yourself up for what didn't happen. Depending on your level of integration of trauma or stress or just things that have occurred for you in life, 
you are going to have either a high volume or a low volume of the default mode network. Now, here's where it gets awesome. One of the reasons that I use breath work in my own life and for the thousand plus students that are in our Breathe Breath and Wellness program at breathwork.io is because when you use conscious respiration, when you are actually having conscious breath awareness, you can scientifically and somatically turn down the volume radically of that default mode network. Here's why. It's active when our brain is at rest. When our brain is at rest, we also want to be engaged in loving activities or flow state, but we get pulled out of it because of this rumination or this anxiety. So when we start doing circular breathing, and I'm going to talk about some more of these tools when we get to the wellness Pentagon section in this solo cast, when we're experiencing anxiety, we have a shortness of breath. When we're experiencing depression, we have a compression of breath. We don't have as much volume in our breath. So the best way to do this that I talk about in our program and that you and I are going to do right now to turn down the volume of this tyrant, which is really attached to the default mode network, we do it like this. We breathe in through our nose. We breathe out through our mouth three times without any pauses. So it looks and feels just like this. I like to continue to do that up until about 21, 30 times, somewhere in between. You'll notice that when you're breathing like a circle, and also when you breathe like a box, we'll talk about this later, your mind is at rest. Over the course of time, the more that you do this practice, this circular practice with no pausing at the top or the bottom, you will scientifically and somatically turn down the volume of your default mode network. And when the volume is turned down, this is the most amazing thing. When the volume of your default mode network is turned down, you can show up more present, more loving. It's on my arm in Italian. I've talked about this many times. Se posso respirare, posso scegliere, which means if I can breathe, I can choose. I myself fought depression, anxiety for a long time coming from my own familial situation, my own trauma. And I found that, you know, I did plant medicines and I did lots of other things and conferences and you fill in the gamut. I mean, I did lots of things, but it was my breath. It was the anchor of my breath that was seeking me out the entire time. And that is why I believe that conscious breath awareness is what we all need to learn right now. And that is what is going to turn down all those structures, turn down the volume of the default mode network and allow you to unlock some peace. When you have peace, you're able to build more courage. This is the key when you're peaceful, you're more courageous, or when you're more courageous, you're more peaceful, chicken or the egg. That's a big concept. I'm going to link a resource right here to three different podcasts that I've done about the default mode network, about our breath work, so you can dig in more. Let's move on. We're going to talk about emotional intelligence squared or my EI2 process. So this came to me earlier this year after I did a vision quest. If you haven't done a vision quest, it can be incredibly transformational. Once you have a foundation of conscious breath awareness and self-inquiry and the wellness pentagon, the three things that I'm going to give you in this solo cast. But beyond just a deep dive into my soul, what I really felt from God's wisdom, nature's wisdom in nature when I was fasting for four days with just water, is I felt this compassionate inquiry. I really knew that everything I've ever wanted was inside of myself and it's inside of you too. We're all just trained by society and the media. And unfortunately, our parents who were trained by our grandparents, that we don't have the answers, but we actually do. The EI2 process is where we align the thoughts that we're thinking in our head, the feelings that we're feeling in our heart, 
which direct us to the energy in motion, the emotions that we're experiencing, and our intuitive faculty to connect with soul, to connect with God. So head, heart, and soul make up what I believe is the kaleidoscope, the lens of awareness that we all have, but we have to cultivate the vision to see through it. Here's how we do it. You take a piece of scratch paper or a journal, and on the left side of the page, you're going to write down 10 things that you truly, truly know are causing you pain. So go ahead and do that right now. Pause this podcast, pause this video, grab a journal, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, or if you want to, you can do it on an Evernote or a digital journal. So do this right now. This is truly going to be a starting place for you to relieve the narrative of the dogma and the torture of this tyrant that lives inside of all of us. And really, we're going to learn today how we can love it. So write down those 10 things. Now that you've done that, draw a line down the center. And on the right side of the page, write down 10 things that you truly love, things that fill your body with gratitude, things that you actually experience on a very deep level. You don't, don't just be like, oh, I like food. <laughs> I'm grateful for my food. Like things that you are, unless you really are, things that you are really, really, really grateful for, things that you feel. Maybe it's holding your son, your daughter, your partner, your friends, something exciting. Maybe you love to paint. Write that down. Take a big breath. Let it go. Make sure your phone is off. Make sure you have no distractions. And I want you to circle the one on the left that's causing you the most pain. And you know what it is. Sometimes we get in this paralysis by analysis, and it actually is a figment of the ego that keeps us stuck by being so overwhelmed or confused that we can't move forward on the one thing that we know is causing us the most pain. Now, here's why we did the 10 on the other side. So from that list of 10 that you're most grateful for, circle the one that you know is the most energetically aligned with your heart, the one that feels the best when you tune into it, you love it the most. Maybe it's like your wife or your son or your daughter or your husband. I'm not here to tell you what that is. Only you know what that is. So you've done the exercise. You've begun this emotional inventory in the emotional intelligence squared process, the EI2. You've began by doing the emotional inventory. So you have your paper, you've circled the two. Be honest with yourself because the next step is actually the most challenging and the most liberating. You reach out to someone, maybe it's a coach, maybe it's somebody in the wellness and wisdom community, maybe it's somebody in your community, and you call a friend, someone that you trust, and you tell them, hey, I've done a process and I'm changing my life and I wanna share something with you. Can I share? Now, to the degree they give you back a response that's trustable, share with them, but do not share, this is a big key, do not share your inventory process with somebody that you know secretly may not support your highest dreams, may not support your highest goals. So be careful who you share this with. And then you share with them, hey, what's causing me the most stress is my current work. What's causing me the most pain is at my current work. I know that I'm destined for more. I know that I can make more money, whatever it is. Or maybe it's a relationship you're in or health or finances, one of those big ones. And then you actually share to that person, this is what I'm committed to changing. And you put a date on it by when I'm going to change it by this point on this day. It's so empowering. And here's the key. You tell that person, and I'm doing this because I may not have the biggest amount of love for myself right now, or I love myself enough right now to change this. Whatever your degree of self-love is, you talk to the person who you're sharing with about the thing that you love the most 
the thing that's going to be worth it for you when times get hard and when you're confronted with your ego and when you're confronted with the things that are not making you change. I know you can feel this. It's like palpable. In order to change and let go of something that's hurting you, that scares you, you have to have the fuel from something that you love. Otherwise, what's the point? What's the point of changing? What's the point of evolving if you're not connected to someone or something that you truly love? And then from that place, you have taken away the first part, the most important part of this EI2 process. The next part of the EI2 process is where you look at the people in your life that are triggering you the most, the experiences in your life that are triggering you the most, and just your general way of being. So the way that this works is now that you've done the first part, you can move on to stage two. And in stage two, you're going to ask yourself five big questions. In other words, five whys deep. And you do this through the CCI process. The CCI is curious, compassionate inquiry. Now, if I'm having an experience, like let's say for an example, a traditional one is where somebody leaves their clothes all over the floor, right? And so just in this example, we'll say, God, my wife left her clothes all over the floor again. What in the hell is wrong with her? You notice that response that you and I get or that any of us get when we're triggered by our partner, when we're triggered by life, when we're triggered by an event. Obviously, that is something that comes from the mind. The mind is making up a story. And so here's how we go five wise deep. And by the way, you can apply this to anything, right? It could be capital T trauma. It could be lowercase t trauma, or it could just be an event that's occurring for you in life. The first thing that you do, and you do the same thing where you grab a piece of paper and you actually script this out. So you've already done the first part with the, the EI2 process where you did the 10 and 10, circled each one and told a friend. And that was putting you in the momentum of this next stage. And this is a thing you can do at any time. You can do this five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times a day in the beginning. And you might have to, and that's okay. But the first thing that you write down on your page is, what am I thinking? What am I thinking? And remember, you're going to be compassionate to yourself. This is the CCI. So it's curious, compassionate inquiry. Be curious right now. Don't run right to the answer. Just write it down. What am I thinking? I'm thinking that I hate it when my partner leaves the socks on the floor. I hate it when my partner does this. What are the thoughts that are running through my mind about this person's circumstance or experience or situation? Write it down. What is the story that my mind is telling me? Uh, my mind is telling me a story of, I'm writing it down with you right now. My partner doesn't actually care about me and they're lazy and they don't care about my feelings and they know it pisses me off and this totally sucks. And you know what? This is a deal breaker. I hate this. That's really good to get out. Then the next question you ask is, am I reliving the past? So maybe in another relationship, you had somebody that left socks or clothes on the floor. And that was one of the reasons why the relationship didn't work out. Keep being curious here. Keep being compassionate in your inquiry. And then the last one is, am I projecting into the future? Am I projecting into the future? Maybe when I write that down, I'm feeling like they're never going to change. Next week, it's going to be the same thing. And keep going until it doesn't hurt anymore. Keep going. You can go five, you can go 10, but make sure you ask those exact questions in that order so that you get to the bottom of it all where you just realize this has nothing to do with my partner. This has everything to do with the experience inside of me. And when I really tune in to this kaleidoscope lens, through this compassionate inquiry, through this CCI, I can start to make decisions from a solid beam, a solid column inside of me. And that is the emotional intelligence squared. 
Now that you've done the CCI, you know what your mind is thinking. You know all the stories, you know all the fabrications, you know all the bullshit. Now go to your heart. What is your heart feeling? Your heart is feeling sad. Your heart is feeling sad. It's directing you to grief, the emotion of grief. Maybe it's directing you to the emotion of despair. Whatever it is, write that down. You know what your thoughts are thinking because you just did that. And now go to your soul. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. And I want you to visualize all those thoughts that are running in your head. All the feelings, all the emotion that your heart is truly feeling. The thing that maybe you don't want to share because it's really vulnerable. And then I want you to connect with God. I want you to connect with your soul and feel your soul giving you a lesson, giving you something that you know is for your greatest good. So let's do this process. In my mind, I just did the CCI, the inquiry. I know my partner loves me, but God, it pisses me off. It reminds me of my last relationship and it makes me feel like they don't love me. Now go to the heart. When I don't feel loved, I feel alone. When I feel alone, I feel like someone might abandon me. There's wisdom there. There's a deeper emotion there. Keep going. It's not about just the socks on the floor, just the laundry on the floor. It's about the emotion, the subconscious emotion that is being experienced from the thoughts that are narrating by the tyrant. And then go a little bit deeper. Now go to this experience with with God, with soul. And tune in and understand that this event is neutral. Your partner is not on purpose trying to be mean to you or trying to hurt you, even if they are. Now this is your experience to go to them with the head, the heart, and the soul, and give them a realistic understanding of what's happening inside of you. And you do it by nonviolent communication. Here's how. Hey, babe, I just did my inquiry, and I noticed earlier this morning the socks were on the floor again. And my mind was telling me all these stories, like you don't care about me, you don't love me, or you're lazy. And it was really intense. I mean, the thoughts I were having were projecting me into the future and making me ruminate about the past. But really what I want to share with you is that when I see the laundry on the floor, it makes me feel sad. It makes me have an experience that I'm not loved. And when I'm not loved, I might be abandoned. And it's super vulnerable for me to share this with you right now, but that's the truth. I know that this is happening because my soul is telling me that this is a way that you and I can get deeper. And this is a way that you and I can be closer together. So can you do me a favor, please, from now on, just pick up your laundry on the floor. Now, can you imagine... (laughs) Can you imagine if you gave your partner that type of inquiry? Oh my gosh, way different than pick up your fucking socks, (laughs) right? The way that we experience ourselves and the way that we articulate our experience is everything. It is truly everything. Try this on for size today, tomorrow, this week. I hope you've enjoyed this section two and really gotten something from this EI2 process, emotional intelligence squared, where you did the first part, where you wrote down the 10 and 10, you circled them, you shared, and you took action on a specific date. Then you went through a process of CCI, curious, compassionate inquiry, where you went at least five wise deep and you recorded everything. And then you actually shared, you took it upon yourself to align in this third portion of the EI2 process. You aligned your thoughts, your head, your heart, and your soul. And then you shared. Then you came with the wisdom. Then you came with the courage. Then you came with the peace. And that is powerful. When you have power from peace and courage, that can be trusted. 
But brute force power, when you're just yelling at your partner, it's just not integration. It's just not emotional integration. And there's no shame to this because the tyrant is very loud. Let's go to the third part of this solo cast. And this is the five sides of the wellness pentagon. So in this last portion of the cast, we're going to talk about the mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, and financial ways that we nourish ourselves so that our nervous system, our biology can actually hold the load of doing the EI2 process and of understanding what this tyrant is actually telling us. In other words, if our conduit is dirty, if our physicality is loaded, if we're stressed out, if we're underslept, if we ourselves are overstressed, it's going to be really challenging, even impossible to love the tyrant inside of yourself by doing this compassionate inquiry, by having curiosity. So let's begin. The first aspect is the mind. The mind obviously feeds itself on thoughts. So if we want to calm down the mind, if we want to let the mind lose some weight, maybe the mind is obese, we have to give it a stimuli to do so. And so what we do is we do a conscious connected. And so we employ box breathing. Box breathing is powerful. It is what I learned from Mark Devine. It is what I've also seen Navy Special Warfare do before they go out into battle. It feels the same for you and I, whether we're with our spouse or in life or in battle, it's all the same. Box breathing is known to not just pull us over to the parasympathetic side of the nervous system, but also it's known to decrease cortisol, decrease stress hormones. And this is really key. When you're doing box breathing, I'm gonna show you how to do it. You're focused on your breath. That's all you're focused on. When you're focused on your breath, you can start to bring in a calming mantra. My mantra is, I am loved, I am supported, I am on the right path. So let's do two rounds of the five count box breathing to satisfy this mental construct that is wanting more, wanting more, but really it just wants a deep breath. Inhale for five through your nose, fill your belly. Hold for five. Exhale for five. Hold for five. Inhale, nose for five. Hold for five. Audible, exhale, five. Hold for five. Now imagine if you did that 10 times. 10 times if you did a five count box breath, you are going to bring yourself to a place that is totally at peace and totally calm. And you can do this for free anywhere, anytime. We also go into depth so you can use not just the box breath, but also the circular breath and many different things for your nervous system to clear your stress with your breath. That's at breathwork.io. And by the way, if you're here on this video, you can just use this discount code. I give it to my friends, my family, or people like us who are interested in calming down our nervous system. And that's podcast 25. So you can get that at breathwork.io. Just enter the code podcast 25. So with this mental construct calm down, we can bring in that mantra. I've done my box breathing. I bring in the mantra that says, I am loved, I am supported, I am on the right path. Now you can bring yourself to the physical. This is the next part of the wellness Pentagon. The physical is so important because obviously you know that it's important for you to move. So choose whatever you'd like. I'm not here to tell you how to work out or train. Get sweaty first. You can also do the sauna. In the sauna, there's very special heat shock proteins that are released by your body. These build emotional resilience. They're called hormetic stress or hormesis. 
very fascinating. I'll leave a link right here in the show notes below this video so you can learn more about hormesis. But we also get something from cold as well. And so as we're nourishing this physical lens, this physical part of our Pentagon, it's important to know that after your movement or your sauna, if you go right to the cold plunge, not only are you getting the heat shock proteins from the heats, which give you more immune response and give you better health, but now you're gonna get the cold shock proteins from the cold. I like the brand Plunge. You can go to joshtrent.com forward slash plunge. There's a code there. I think you get 150 bucks off a plunge unit, which is amazing. And when you do the cold and the hot and you cycle that one, maybe even two times, I promise you, now that you've done the mental calming, you've done the physical calming, now you're ready for the emotional. See, people jump right to the emotional. They try to get their charge out of their body without getting their body to let go of the charge. You see the difference. It's like one of them's push, one of them's pull. So now that you've pulled the things out that no longer serve you by doing your box breathing, your physicality, now you can go to the emotional process. We can do a two-part breath. We can also just go into another CCI, the Curious Compassionate Inquiry. The two-part breath looks just like this. Notice I have my hand on my heart. I have my hand on my stomach. That's allowing you to get that cry response. A lot of times, remember when you're a little kid or just people that cry because crying is normal. When you cry, you go like this, <gasps> right? <gasps> the two-part breath. Two-part breath is so powerful for letting go of emotions. And also you can do what's called a strike pose. So you get on the ground with your knees shoulder width apart. You take your hands just like this so that your fingers are together and the palms of your hands are down and you strike, you put your hands over your head and you strike the pillow with a full body motion up and down so that you're actually getting rid of the energy, getting rid of the anger that you may have in your system. One of the best ways that you can nourish your emotional self is yes, doing the EI2 process, going deep into what's happening for you, the head, the heart, the soul. But also sometimes we can be so overwhelmed by what's happening for us emotionally that we have to get the energy in motion out. We have to just get the energy out of our body. So yes, you can do the two-part breath. You can do that just like I showed you for three minutes or five minutes and just allow what comes out to come out. Or if you're feeling really intense, you can go into that strike pose. That is a big one. We talk about many of these things in the Breathe program. Again, I've already given you the discount. It's at breathwork.io. I like to stack my breath work with a tool from MitoZen. This is Dr. John Lawrence's company, and this has oxytocin and hape in it. So a lot of times after I do a big purge or release, I'll relax with this nasal spray. It is so powerful. I actually use it for breath work practices as well, but you can get this at joshtrent.com forward slash mitozen. Uh, there's a code wellness force. You get 10% off. The reason I like it the most is because after I've had the release, it helps me to reset. It helps me to actually be more in my center so I can calm down. And it actually gives me a little bit of a high. Now, it's not the kind of high like psychedelics, but it is absolutely powerful. I totally recommend it. It is my go-to for emotional intelligence and for emotional release. The next is our spiritual lens. So now that we've gone through the physical, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual is where we actually connect with that part of our soul, that part that connects to God. And we do that through either reading some type of scripture, it doesn't have to be the Bible, I'm not a religious man, or some type of intelligence that you know is godlike or angelic. Maybe you could just do a dedicated prayer or a loving kindness meditation. This is a big one because when you sit still, and specifically you want to put your hand on your heart and your stomach, 
Maybe you just sit and you do a loving kindness meditation. You just allow thoughts to come up that aren't loving and you let them go. When you do this, you actually start getting information from the collective, from the ether. Whether you're scientific or spiritual, you know that there's lots of things out there that you don't understand. And whatever created us all, whatever's going to give you that spiritual connection, because without spirit, you can't do anything. Whatever's going to give you that spiritual connection, you can find that by being still. One of the ways I love to be still is this feel-free product. It's a plant tonic. It's got really beautiful adaptogens in it. One of them is kava, so it relaxes you. It also gives you a focused euphoria. And I found the feel-free is my go-to for connecting with the deeper parts of myself so I can have that focused euphoria. And also you don't need this. You don't need the feel free to connect with God. I'm not sitting here saying you must have any of these tools. They just have helped me a lot more. So I thought I'd share. And the last one is financial. Many of us experience this anxiety about finances or depression from our epigenetics about finances. We can shift the story. And I know this, I came from welfare. I've been $75,000 in debt myself. I've had quite the money story. And here's what you do to fill your financial self. You ask yourself, who do I know that I feel is wealthy and that has a life that I love? Who do I know that's wealthy and has a life that I love? Add your time for them. Add your time as value for them. So you might take an inventory of your phone or all the people in your community, and you might go to someone who's a mentor or somebody that you really think is doing both, has a great life, has a life that you would love and has, has wealth. And you ask them, hey, would you mind? I'm actually like in a process right now where I'm growing my own intelligence. I'm moving forward in my life and I'm honestly sick of being poor. I'm done with the anxiety and depression that comes with being poor and with being financially strapped. Would you be able to allow me to volunteer for you? And don't be surprised if they say no, it's okay. You can have maybe 10. I, I guarantee you, if you ask 10 people, one of them is going to say yes. And you can just share with them your goals, share with them your dreams and let them know you'd love to volunteer. This is key. There's something so reciprocal about volunteering your heart energy, which is the most incredible thing connected to your time, which is a, a gift that time can never be replaced. So when you offer your time and you offer your heart to someone that is wealthy and also has a life that you feel like you would love, you can tell that they are embodying love in their life. That is going to bring you closer to you saving money, you becoming more wealthy and get excited, get excited about growing your own wealth, regardless of your external circumstances. Now we just filled all the five sides of your wellness Pentagon. You should feel incredibly nourished. Write down all of your notes. You can also go to joshtrent.com forward slash 464. That's where everything here is laid out for you. All the discounts, all the resources, the breathe program, and everything we've talked about today. From my heart to yours, if anything, you moved 1% closer to being more emotionally intelligent by turning down the volume of this default mode network and giving this tyrant an outlet that lives inside of you it's not about beating up the tyrant. It's not about being a tyrant. It's about recognizing that inside of me, inside of you, inside of us, there is always a tyrant. Because to be human is to be a tyrant. To be on the path of emotional integration is to sometimes find that you need to love the tyrant inside of yourself. I know for me, this came on full strength recently in the vision quest. And if you're like me, you're on this path of constantly learning about yourself and constantly reflecting about how do I live my life well? How do I be the person I know that I'm capable of? How do I step into my potential? And these are not terms that Tony Robbins speaks on a stage. 
These are feelings and experiences that you and I are feeling probably right now. Otherwise, you wouldn't be watching this video or listening to this podcast. So again, joshtrent.com forward slash 464. It is my wish, it is my desire that from this solo cast, you have been able to get rid of the self-created stress so you can live better, you can have more courage, you can have more peace or vice versa. And if you did get something from this video, please drop in the comments below if you're on YouTube or wherever you're watching this solo cast. If you're listening on audio, you can always write to me. It's admin at wellnessforce.com. That's admin at wellnessforce.com. From my heart to yours, thank you for being here on this solo cast. Stay tuned every week. We're going to be releasing more solo casts so we can all dive in together and do the real work. So until I see you again, I'm wishing you love and wellness.